Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. ago uh, by Justice Scalia, he talked about what the word modify means. And uh, it's, he said modified, in our view, connotes moderate change. He said it might be good English to say that the French Revolution modified the status of the French nobility, but only because there's a figure of speech called understatement and a literary device known as sarcasm. We're talking about half a trillion dollars uh, and 43 million Americans. How does that fit under the normal understanding of modifying. There's some uh, discussion in the briefs that um, going past with this provision or that modification or waiver, that this is in effect a cancellation of a debt. That's really what we're talking about. And that as a cancellation of $400 billion in debt, uh, in effect, this is a grant of $400 billion and it runs headlong into Congress's uh, appropriations authority. So you hear two of the Supreme Court justices yesterday, of course, John Roberts, first the chief justice, and then, uh, of course, Clarence Thomas thereafter, raising the same basic, slightly different, but same basic objection to the uh, debt cancellation slash debt reduction program that the Biden administration was in court defending yesterday. You had Elizabeth Prelogger. She is the Solicitor General for the United States. Uh, on the one side, you had James Campbell. He's the Solicitor General for the state of Nebraska, weirdly arguing on behalf of the state of Missouri for a program that Missouri created, the Mohila program, which is just a weird acronym for the entity that oversees the student loans out of Missouri and a bunch of other places apparently as well. And those are the key issues, right? You hear that uh, on the one hand, you have this HEROES Act, which was put into place after 9-11 in order to protect members of the military who get deployed for extended periods from being adversely harmed due to their inability to continue to pay the loan. So it was paused in order to make them not suffer additional harm and default on the loans that they were adversely affected by the you know, the terrorist incident slash the national emergency slash the military effort. This then got used under COVID because here you had a lot of people suffering lockdowns, displacement, unemployment, all of that. And you had Betsy DeVos, who comes in as the Secretary of Education, says, okay, we're going to pause, you know, interest in payments and uh, under the HEROES Act because this, again, is a national emergency and we don't want this massive wave of defaults. That program got continued under the Biden administration and extended and extended. And people were for years not paying either interest or having to repair their loans. And now the plan is to resume the interest payments and to resume the loan payments come June 30th or, well, it's actually 60 days after that or some other legal check marks, but uh, basically this summer, okay? In anticipation of that, the concern expressed by the administration is if you just all of a sudden up and start requiring people to continue paying their loan that they haven't paid for years and add interest that we haven't been adding for years because people are still suffering from the pandemic, there will be a wave of defaults. This will be an undue burden on them. So what we're going to do is we're going to write down the amounts of the loans by ten or 20000 depending on which loans you have. And as long as they're you know from the government, not from private entities, then you're going to get that write down and then we're going to resume payments. And this is necessary to avoid the wave of defaults. That's what they say. And again, you hear Justices Thomas and Roberts asking the $400 billion question, which is, 
good Lord, people, <laughs> how much money can't the president spend at the stroke of a pen or the secretary of education spend at the stroke of a pen in terms, you know, and, and I was waiting for this conversation. I was waiting for somebody to ask the question, well, could they just cancel it all? Could they just cancel it? You know, I was waiting for that question. And in the first round of two and a half hours, I did not ask that question because I want to know if there's any limit because the administration doesn't believe so far the limit's been reached at $400 billion. They say, you know, well, look, $150 billion has already been lost because of us having this on pause, both the repayments and the interest. $400 billion is just a little bit more than that. You know, that's kind of their argument is this is just more of the same thing that we're already doing. So you had questions again from Roberts, from Thomas, Alito asking the same question. Is this not the kind of thing that Congress should have to authorize? You know, we don't want the president spending half a trillion dollars at the whim of his pen. Is this the sort of thing that Congress is likely to address expressly or through uh, a, a contestable interpretation of some statutory language? Well, of course, we think Congress did address this expressly here, and Congress directed that in the context of a national emergency, that is the the limitation of the HEROES Act, so the secretary can't invoke this whenever he wants. There has to be that predicate war or military operation or national emergency in that context, in line with Congress's limitations on who can count as an affected individual by that emergency, in line with the purposes that relief has to serve. Congress said you can waive or modify any Title IV provision in order to get relief to borrowers. So her argument, Elizabeth Prelager, is we've already passed the legislation. This is within the power granted by Congress, which because of the waive or modify language, this is just a little bit more waive and modify <laughs> than we've been doing so far. Yeah, a lot more waive and modify. And part of the issue was, is cancellation the same or a subset of waive or modify an appropriate uh, you know, expression of that? We'll get back to this in just a second. Let's get Candy in here with a quick traffic report. Uh, traffic on the Fives is brought to you by Home Outlet. Watching a vehicle crash with a possible roadblock, and it looks like it is blocked in both directions, but just that short area. Esperanto Drive and Michigan Avenue, uh, just west of where there was another accident earlier this morning that has been cleared off to the side. Uh, now, certainly if you see something, if you have have any other traffic tips it looks like everything else is running fine uh do look for single lane traffic again on lillian between blue angel and 98 as they work on that road shoulder uh it's traffic on the fives again brought to you by home outlet and uh you'll find a great new look for your kitchen bathrooms and flooring that's home outlet 5007 that's davis highway traffic tips 437-1620 news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thanks so much candy so the the argument on the merits here is whether this much bigger version of a pause or, uh, you know, a payment suspension, because if you, I don't know, part of the argument that Elizabeth Freelogger made that actually I found fairly interesting is we've already lost $150 billion. So it's not like other things we've done didn't cost a substantial amount of money within the statute. Also, if you put people on pause for several years, you bring them that many years closer without having to pay to, if they serve in the public sector, loan forgiveness anyway. You know, if you serve so many years in the public sector, like at a university, let's say, your loans get, re- get, get granted away anyway, and theoretically, we could just put people on pause the whole time until that happens. That would be acceptable, right? Well, maybe not because of the status of the emergency. You know, that would go away. That's going to go away in, what, May? Is that when? I, I think is when, you know, the COVID declaration officially ends for a state of emergency. The, um, but basically, the states are arguing, look, You've done an end around this, um, you know, of Congress. Congress should be the one to appropriate those kind of funds. You know, the, the Biden administration couldn't write a $400 grant 
a $400 billion grant, so obviously they can't just $400 billion wipe away loans either. This is kind of what that is. That's what Justice Thomas was arguing. Uh, here's how I read the court. I read the court as a 6-3 to three to say the program is not legal. But they're going to have to get over the standing issue. And I haven't talked about that this segment, but the standing issue is fairly substantial, at least on this case. There were two cases. This was the first case. And the issue is that Mohila, the organizational entity that oversees the loans, is not in court. If they were, the Solicitor General for for the United States acknowledged that, oh, yeah, they would absolutely have standing. <laughs> you know, no problem. Um, you know, I, I, we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have anything to argue if Mohila was here. But they're not here. The state of Missouri is here. And Missouri has created Mohila as a separate, very separate entity that is not directly under the oversight of Missouri. And therefore, any harm to Mohila doesn't harm Missouri. And so the issue of harm, therefore the issue of standing to the appropriate entity, I don't think they've met. And it was one of the surprises that the legal commentators have noted is Amy Coney Barrett kept asking, asking questions on this particular topic. And I think she was right. So I think the it's going to be interesting to see whether they get standing. What you might see, you I have been saying that I think they will get standing and they will win the case, but you might see a majority five to four, particularly maybe Chief Justice Roberts, go with Amy Coney Barrett and the liberals on this and say no standing because the urgency of the case is going to moot it out in a couple of months when the state of emergency goes away. It could be one theory. I think either way, this thing is going to go away. I don't think it's going to stand the way it currently exists. So we'll have to see if that turns out, because it's going to be June June before you get a ruling. So it's going to be after the state of emergency goes away that we actually find out whether the program being implemented is legal or not. 720 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. If any of that was unclear, feel free to text me and I'll try to do a better job. I know it's a complicated topic, uh, but, you know, trying to make sure that you at least understand what's going on at the federal government level, that it's not nearly as easy as, well, Biden shouldn't be able to do this or Biden should be able to do this because it's good because a lot of people like it. There are very particular and intricate legal questions involved here. Hey, if you uh, own a business and you love doing employee benefits, you love thinking about insurance, dental, vision, life, disability, HR, payroll, like if that stuff is like your bread and butter, man, like that's your jam, that's your recreational fun, uh, okay, keep doing it. <laughs> but if, on the other hand, your eyes kind of glaze over and you're like, oh, God, stop mentioning it. It's just breakfast time, Andrew. Okay, that's why you call Torgus and Causey. Because they will do that stuff for you. They can handle it for you. Or they can at least give you advice on how you can handle it. I mean, that's kind of the idea. Giving you choices, giving you options, which is what they gave us about five years ago. And we started working with them here at News Radio and Cat Country. For more than 20 years, they have been a comprehensive employee benefits agency helping businesses just like yours here in the Pensacola area do better by your employees. 433-9996 or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. When it comes to precious metals, there's only one place to consider, and that is Emerald Coast Coins. They're the local leader in dealing with coins and jewelry. Gold, silver, diamonds, and sterling silver. Emerald Coast Coins buys, sells, and trades. And for the past 15 years, customers from all over the Gulf Coast have trusted Emerald Coast Coins for the best estimates and prices in town. Stop in today. They're on Creighton Road, right across from Tom Thumb. Emerald Coast Coins. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. 
Did you know that the golden rule given to us in scripture is given in the context of prayer? Matthew chapter 7 verse number 12 gives us the golden rule. The Bible there says, Whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. Just previous to this verse in Matthew 7 are instructions that we are to ask, seek, and knock through prayer, and the Lord will provide good things. So understanding that the golden rule is given in the context of prayer, the question is, do you pray for others like you would want them to pray for you? Are you in a situation where you need God to provide for you in a huge way, I suggest that you not only ask, seek, and knock for your needs, but that you ask, seek, and knock for the needs of others, and then marvel at how God not only meets their needs, but yours as well. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. This morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. Join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, home to the Fish House, Atlas, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters. They'll be discussing, coming up this month, the Atlas Beverage Class, Jackson's Cooking Class, and other fun things and promotions that you won't want to miss. That's all this morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Mobile Boat Show opens this weekend with all the new 2023 boat models and brands in one place for easy comparison shopping. One weekend only at the Mobile Convention Center. It's the biggest indoor show on the Gulf Coast with the best prices of the year on new boats, accessories, tackle, and more. Whether you fish the Gulf or cruise the bay, you'll find a boat that fits your budget. The Mobile Boat Show is the place to find all you need to get out on the water. And it's fun for the whole family. This weekend at the Mobile Convention Center. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. That was not cool. Good morning, 724 News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. We've got a lot of local stuff going on, and we've got the Independence for the Blind Eyeball 2023 comes up March 11th. I will be emceeing that. Six o'clock in the ballroom at the Hilton on Pensacola Beach. Get a table, get tickets, come support uh, all the great work that they do. The um, free tax assistance program that is put together by United Way of West Florida, the VITA Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program, that is for anybody making less than $60,000 a year. All the Pensacola State College campuses or the Goodwill on Olive Road, but call 211 to schedule your time. And this is something that was new to me. It was not something I was familiar with, but Candy assures me, and pardon me for not knowing all of you fishermen in the area, but the Outcast Bait and Tackle annual sale starts at 4 a.m. tomorrow. Is yeah, that right? 4 a.m. It's a huge deal. Brent is going to do this preview. I got gotcha. He goes through this video and it's amazing. And I went and I've not. I don't fish well. I, I got gotcha. you. Know, I rot. But yeah. uh, man, they were doing cookouts, and I everybody. It's a party. It is an amazing party. So you're gonna have to want to watch for the uh, traffic, of course, tomorrow yeah. on Barrancas. But man, well worth it. It goes on for like three days, I think. But, oh wow! Yeah, it kicks right. off tomorrow morning event. at four a.m. Yeah, people will be lined up at three. It's Outcast Fest. It is out. Oh my gosh, we should sell shirts. <laughs> I'm sure they're already right. doing that. Actually, yeah, they're, Bef- they've got Guy Harvey on them. Bef- yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. Before we uh, get to David in the newsroom, Candy, tell them about traffic. Uh, 
love talking about outcasts <laughs> as we <laughs> um, Esperanto and Michigan Avenue showing a roadblock this morning and it looks backed up in both directions. It's a little bit closer to Mobile Highway. Certainly caution there. Caution wherever you are. 437-1620 if you have those traffic tips. That's traffic on the fives. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Emergency officials in uh, in the Sarasota area say there's no evidence of leaks after that train derailment yesterday uh, near the Sarasota-Bradenton Airport. The Seminole Gulf Railway train uh, left the tracks. Six box cars, including one that was carrying propane, tipped over. A tanker car also uh, derailed but stayed upright. A truck driver facing human smuggling charges after Border Patrol agents say they found 31 people hiding in the back of a tomato truck at a checkpoint in South Texas. Agents pulled the truck over for a uh, second inspection, uh, and uh, they opened the trailer and apparently found 31 people lying on top of the boxes of tomatoes. Yikes. Uh, and Virgin Galactic, apparently they're now done with their upgrade period for their aircraft. They're planning to begin commercial flights the second quarter of the year. Virgin Galactic says they're planning two to three verification flights before their first mission. And this is the the uh, commercial flight that will fly about 50 miles above the Earth and you get uh, time in microgravity. Oh, all right. Very good. Uh, thanks, David. Thanks hey, so much for the. I've got something for both of you. Oh, do tell. Can opener happened again. It's a semi oh, really? truck back up out bridge? of the 17th Avenue oh, graffiti no. bridge. They so. got a sign now. It says no trucks. There's a sign that says no okay, trucks. Okay, well, not everybody sees the new sign. Yeah, I, know. I know. Well, one didn't. <laughs> Bless your enough. heart. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. All right, here we go. You know what? What's what's your bet? If you had to guess, just ballpark me the total number of trucks, RVs, etc. Like ever? Yeah, total ever in the history of Graffiti Including Bridge. Including mine? Um, <laughs> uh, God, like two hundred. I would go Thousand? higher. I would. I would go like <laughs> two hundred thousand. Five or six hundred. What do you think, David? Take your take your guess. How many victims of Graffiti Bridge? Well, I'd say there's been at least a couple hundred just in the couple of years yeah, I've right. been here. So I mean, I would say you know it's 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 kind of been a couple of months yeah, for as if, long as the bridge has been there, if right? We're going all time. I'd say it's got to be closing in on a thousand, uh, almost a thousand. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, six hundred to a number. thousand would be my my best yeah. guess. I didn't report mine. I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what happened to the intent on the TK Vaniel. Uh, <clears> let's <throat> see, somebody here. I just got a text on this. Uh, oh. Okay, somebody says that the truck, I got a PPD note here from somebody who's a Pensacola police officer, says the truck did not hit the trestle, stopped before he hit it. Oh, great. Well, you who? Well, great. <laughs> the can opener was Ooh, almost uh. at it again. Yeah, that's Ooh, right. Uh. Yeah. All right, 728 on News. <laughs> Al Pacino, this is going to be tough. Yep. 728 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and updating all the time. That's uh, that's how we do. Thank um, you. One thing I was going to mention to you, where, where did it go here? You know, we've got baseball is underway, right? Spring training is underway. We had something happen yesterday that, um, you know, whenever you watch sports, if you really get into a sport, you know, typically any game will show you stuff you might have never seen before. But this is really one I've never seen before. So the Pirates are playing the Orioles. Reigning champs, three American League teams out of the first four. Aldridge gets the job done. He's going to earn a save for his work here today, and the Pirates have their first victory of the exhibition season. And so the game was over because in the top of the ninth inning, you know, the Pirates were leading, and they were the home team, and they got the Orioles out, and that's over. But it wasn't over. Away now. Uh, uh, this is, uh, I wonder if Baltimore is asked to play a bottom of the ninth inning. <laughs> uh, the umpires didn't know about this. Uh, the umpires seem satisfied with ending the game about 150 years ago. Yeah, they used to do it this way. 
What do you think? Well, all right. That's that's the um, commentators calling balls and strikes because there were no more umpires. <laughs> the umpires had left because the game was over. But it's spring training and it's practice time, and so the Orioles and the Pirates. The Orioles asked the Pirates. Hey, would you be willing to let us pitch to you so you can maybe score more runs and beat us by more than you're already winning? Sure. So they played honor ball for a minute. Nice. <laughs> you know, the catcher yeah. called balls and strikes. Aww. Which, by the way, you know the reason you need umpires is because people can't be trusted to be honest or hey, impartial. I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh, David, what do you have coming up, sir? Some workers protesting what they're calling an unfair firing. More after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. There's disagreement with some other agencies, uncertainty in others, but FBI Director Chris Wray confirms the Bureau believes COVID-19 came from a Chinese lab leak. The FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. He's on Fox's special report with Brett Baer. Extra pandemic-related food assistance through the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program ends today. The monthly SNAP benefits will go back to levels based on income and household size. The average recipient will get about $90 less per month than they did under the emergency allotments. And some households could see a reduction of $250 or more. Some states may opt to use their own funds to make up the benefit difference. Fox's Tanya J. Powers, 18 states had already stopped distributing the extra benefits. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 731 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Cloudy skies right now. It is 75 degrees here in Pensacola. A group of construction workers that lost their jobs this week are now protesting in an effort to Get back to work. Over 30 Spanish-speaking workers were protesting yesterday in front of the federal building downtown Pensacola. We feel this not fair for us, that just because they don't speak uh, uh, English. One of those workers, Obed Pina there, and he says that uh, the workers were treated unfairly. They were all fired by an FPL subcontractor, Burford Construction. Channel 3 reached out to the company. They say their decision to let the crew go was a non-discriminatory business and safety decision. They declined further comment. In the meantime, though, those workers say they're staying at a local hotel and waiting to see what happens next. They've got a local advocate working on their behalf. PPD says they're working to identify two people caught stealing a wallet on video at a local Publix. This would happen in a grocery store. There were two individuals involved, uh, a male and a female. The uh, elderly uh, lady had a, her purse in a shopping cart. The purse was open. Uh, the wallet was visible. And the female distracted the uh, lady while the male went into her purse uh, two times and, and took things out of the purse, uh, including credit cards, which were later used that day. And that's PPD spokesman Mike Wood, who says more than $1,000 ended up being charged on that woman's cards. PPD has released photos and video of the suspects in the case. You can see uh, those photos online at the PPD Facebook page. If you have any information, call Crime Stoppers or you can uh, call PPD directly as well. And we learned earlier this week that a man had been charged with attempted murder after dragging a police officer with his vehicle in Fort Walton Beach. Well, Fort Walton Beach police have now released video of that incident. 27-year-old Antonio Bell Betts was arrested in the case. Police say he drug an officer with his vehicle and aimed aimed for a utility pole, told the officer, quote, he was going to die today. The officer 
luckily was not hurt. He was able to slam on the brakes and stop the vehicle before it hit that pole. Uh, the officers involved were treated for minor injuries. Bell, vet, Bell Betts being uh, held at the Okaloosa County Jail still without bond. And I'm in the process right now of sharing this video to the News Radio Facebook page if you'd like to see it. A Milton man accused of assault and attempted rape, 51-year-old Christopher Lido was arrested this week on aggravated battery and sex assault charges. According to an arrest report, Lido allegedly assaulted a woman, ripped off her clothing, and tried to rape her. The woman was able to briefly get away. She says Lido tracked her down, hit her in the head with a baseball bat. Police say they did see the knots on the woman's head and forehead and cuts on her face, missing teeth as well. Lido now being held with no bond in the Santa Rosa County Jail. And the Pensacola Pensacola Blue Wahoos have a new puppy. It's going to begin its journey to become an expertly trained service dog soon, but for now, it needs a name. The Wahoos are asking for your help. The puppy's litter is represented by the letter B, so all the names that are submitted need to start with B to be considered. They're holding a fan vote through the next week to help find a name. Uh, naming submissions are being taken until March 7th. It is 7.35 at News Radio 92.3, and Candy has a look at our traffic on the fives. Well, it's, uh, for one, I guess the graffiti bridge did not take another victim, but that semi is backing up. It looks like it almost got it, so be careful. That's good. Somebody, they, all, all the texts have been coming in. 1,002, zero, graffiti bridge. Uh, 98 East backed up east of Navarre Bridge. This is starting to congest uh, junction at 87, so caution there. Michigan and Esperanto, this is north of Mobile Highway, showing a roadblock in 98, showing a blockage from dog track to Bauer. What? 1,065 and one draw. And one draw. There you go. Thank you for being so specific with this traffic. Uh, it's traffic on the I do appreciate it. And please, 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 if you have traffic tips, you can call them in. You can text them in, certainly, 437-1620. It is traffic on the fives. And, uh, again, 98 showing a blockage from Dog Track to Bauer. Uh, 437-1620 for traffic tips. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We're going to be seeing a warm and humid day out there today with a 10% chance of a stray shower high near 78 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the low 70s. As you go into Thursday, we will have a small chance of an afternoon shower. Rain chance will increase throughout the evening hours. High on Thursday near 80 degrees. Overnight temperatures Thursday night near 70. Thunderstorms will move through throughout the overnight hours lasting into Friday morning. A few storms could be strong. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. 75 right now. It is partly cloudy in Pensacola. 72 in Gulf Breeze and 72 in Milton. Our next news at 8 o'clock. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Koshinka with your money now. Rivian Automotive reported mixed quarterly results along with another recall of more than 12,000 vehicles to fix a faulty sensor in the front passenger seat. It's the second major recall by Rivian in less than six months. The automaker reported a loss of $1.7 billion in its latest quarter. That was better than expected. Rivian took a hit when the U.S. changed the rules on federal tax credits for EV purchases, setting both local manufacturing requirements and price caps on qualifying vehicles. And many Rivian customers didn't qualify for the tax credits. Shares are down 9% in pre-market trading. HP Incorporated reported the steepest in quarterly revenue since 2016 and miss analyst estimates hit by delayed computer and printer upgrades by customers in the face of high inflation and economic uncertainty. Rising costs, tepid consumer spending, and recessionary fears have pummeled several sectors across major markets, with computers taking one of the worst hits in retail categories. That's your Money Now. 
calling all electricians. Hi, this is Dale Cope, the business manager of IBW Local Union 676. Are you wanting more than a job or a rewarding career that is awesome? Then the union is the right choice for you. We offer top pay and benefits as high as $48 an hour depending on experience. So if you're a journeyman electrician or have electrical experience, don't let this opportunity pass you by. Contact us today on Facebook, IBEW Local Union 676, or call our local office, 850-477-8767. Uh, What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at SWMedSpa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit SWMedSpa.com. What is News Radio 923? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 923 is. Informative, local, dependable. Yes, that is our intro music for Mayor D.C. Reeves of the city of Pensacola, who is in Sandestin this morning at the FPL annual uh, conference over there. But he's joining us by phone, as he always does. Mayor Reeves, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Andrew, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Always good to have you. Um, let's start with the good news. Uh, we did the you know the ribbon cutting. You were one of literally the ribbon cutters of the uh, ST Engineering Hangar Two, and as you quite rightly uh, acknowledged in your brief comments, uh, you know this is a this is the result of work done by two prior mayors, and you just inherited the ribbon cutting, right? Right. And I, my joke was, if I was in a smaller room, you know, of course, I've got great relationships with both those mayors. I would have said, you know, they had to bring the closer in, you know, in the night <laughs> finish. But uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, too too large of a room for uh, for that joke. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, what I've been telling everybody is, look, well, yeah, of course, you know, this is ten years in the making, and and again, three administrations. But um, as great as the work that we already done with hangers one and two we got hangers three and four so uh, um you know I, i'll certainly get my uh, opportunity to uh, have to put some uh you know sweat and energy into um trying to continue to get this project done and, and to the level that uh has been discussed and has been visioned for so many years so uh, really looking forward to that and um uh, yeah as i said the convenient you know 99 day wait uh, for them to uh let me be on the stage was very appreciated and especially all the work that I know uh, Mayor Robinson had to put in when he inherited the $50 million shortfall and had to fix that. You know, that was a lot of work in this project. Um, but maybe we don't dwell on that with Mayor Hayward in the room. You know, <laughs> I get that kind of sure. stuff, too. Um, one of the things that's just happening, like, right now is uh, 17th Avenue, the Graffiti Bridge trestle, as, or the trestle, as uh, Mayor Robinson always called it. Uh, we had a near strike, but a truck apparently has backed up and, you know, saw the error of its ways before it was an error. Um, you've got that one little sign that says no trucks, um, kind of like a, like a medium suggestion. And then the off ramp says no trucks, but you guys are not done 
with the warnings, right? You are still working on better alternatives to try to prevent this from happening, right? That's correct. We may do see if we can get that sign to say no trust in that voice like that. That may help. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that'll definitely get people to hey, stop. Pay attention but, to me. Uh, Don't drive here. No, I, you know, I've been joking with friends, of course, you know, people poking uh, fun, rightfully so, and saying, hey, you know, all the city's going to do is put out one sign. Just a reminder, even though I actually find a lot of those pretty funny, uh, just a reminder, that is that is something we could do in the short term. We continue to work on what we believe to be the real solution long term, which is some physical structure that will, you know, again, I always use the example of whether you're going into a parking garage or a fast food drive through you know, right. some kind of physical warning that will, you know, ping the top of a car before it, you know, opens it. Uh, like a can, so um, or top of the truck. But um, I, I do want to go confirm with this person. You know, if it was that no truck sign right before that they read and been confused right before they stopped. So uh, <laughs> you, we will try to go to see if we can get PPD to confirm that. You, you can take the one win on the small uh, unobtrusive sign in the weak voice. Um, one of the things that I that I wanted to talk with you about is this Aldi for the corner of Creighton and Tippin. Um, as you well know, because you were at the meeting, a uh, couple of, or at least one uh, fairly unhappy uh, resident right there in that vicinity says that his backyard is going to be up against this Aldi that's going to ruin his quality of life. And normally, you know, you might not think, well, one person upset is a big deal. But to me, zoning is a promise. Zoning is a promise to the residents where you say, hey, this is the only kind of stuff that's going to happen here buy your whatever, do your whatever in confidence that your neighbors are only going to ever be this. Now, of course, everybody knows zoning and future land use can change, but basically zoning is that promise. And so when we come back and tell a resident, "Ah, just kidding, Um, we're going to put a grocery store in your backyard, to me that's breaking a promise. And if all the neighbors were happy, it wouldn't bother me at all. You know, if the neighbors are happy, fine. But if even one neighbor is put out that way to me that's their right under zoning persuade me that i'm mistaken in the way i'm thinking about this did we lose the mayor <laughs> oh no hey mayor are you back there yeah i'm back oh sorry about that you did you hear my very long-winded argument <laughs> no i'm sorry please oh okay short version is um, zoning is a promise, and you promise the neighbor, yeah. the people around that parcel, that we're not going to put certain things in or that only certain things will go in. And if all the neighbors are happy with the Creighton and Tip and Aldi, then I'd perfectly, no problem, right? That's what that's that's fine. But if even one neighbor says, my quality of life is going to be severely and adversely affected by this, well, I don't, you know, how does the city break the promise to that person and say, well, just, you know, tough for you? Um, so persuade me that it's okay to upzone or to change the flu for the Aldi, even if most people want it, if the one neighbor counted on that zoning not being that way. Yeah, and and look, you know, that's always going to be a, a difficult because every single one of these issues, as you know, would be detailed case by case. Sure. What was the zoning previously versus what is being presented now? It's not always going to be, you know, any kind of extreme from a single family residential house to, you know, uh, a Walmart or or something like that. Um, it may not be that drastic, but, um, you know, I would look at it more holistically and say, what if we kept the zoning and we never reconsidered any of this for the last 50 years? Where would our community be? You know, um, a lot of things, you know, that, that have changed and evolved. And, and as a matter of fact, um, you know, we're, we're looking at taking a comprehensive uh, 
relook at our land development code. We haven't done that in the city in 16 years. We've band-aided and band-aided and band-aided, you know, uh, and that was well-intended. But at some point, you know, you start to even lose, um, you know, what the true aligned vision is of what our community should be. So, um, you know, decisions like that are always going to be, uh, you know, difficult. And, you know, I've, I've been in this job 100 days, and I haven't had a decision yet that 100% of people agreed with. Um, but, uh, you know, we have to – there are decisions that have to be made that we think are for the greater good of the community. Um, and so – it may not be as democratic as a 51 taking a 51-49 vote or a 99-1 vote, um, but um, you know there are plenty of examples you know around the city that uh, you know the evolution of land development code uh, also you know brings things like jobs, brings things like you know access to. I mean, we have parts of our city right now that are designated food deserts that that would do anything to have a grocery store regardless of code. So. You know, um, it, obviously those are tough decisions and certainly sympathize with folks that, you know, and understand uh, their concern. Uh, but uh, those are things that, again, you know, it, I really can't put a blanket over and say we do this because of that, because every situation and what it was before and what it's being proposed and where it's located are all going to be so drastically different from case by case. All right. Well, I, I, I guess I would say I'm, I'm still not persuaded, but uh, of course I'm listening, which is the reason we have conversations, right? Uh, Mayor Reeves, hang on for just a second. Let me get Canyon here with Traffic on the Fives. Taking a look at our roads, uh, we are watching a, a few backups, uh, certainly. Highway 98 showing a blockage from Dong Track to Bauer, Michigan and Esperanto. This is north of Mobile Highway showing a roadblock this morning. And 98 is backed up east of Navarre Bridge, uh, starting to congest at the junction of 87. Traffic tips, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Uh, talking to Mayor D.C. Reeves, of course, the agenda is out now for next week's city council meeting. Um, one of the things on that meeting has to do with um, a whole bunch of sidewalk improvements, about $200,000 for sections of sidewalks scattered all over the city. Is is this remedying gaps in the sidewalk connectivity? Is that what this is? Because I couldn't make sense of the things I saw on the map. Yes, yes. You know, good question. Yeah, that this is following what our um, you know, master plan, so to speak, with sidewalk improvements is, you know, that, that has been in place uh, certainly well before I was sworn in. Um, so this is just a continuation of that plan. And so uh, to put it simply, yes, you, know, you described it well. It's, this is filling in gaps at all of these areas that we know, you know, have been on our list that need improvements. Um, so uh, it's just a continuation of that process. Okay, very good. And there's also an item there uh, that I didn't get deeply into, but I was kind of curious about. Uh, there's a Bayou Tahar boat dock project. That's for the 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 um, the boat ramp that is on the like just right off of Cervantes on the east and north side of the Bayou, or well, it's the north side of Cervantes, east side of the Bayou, not Bayview Park, not at that side, but totally at the other side. What is this project for? Is it building something new, or is it just refurbishment? Yeah, it's fixing what we have. It's it's uh, you know broken now, and and you're, you that is exactly where it is. It's at the boat launch, uh, as we say, on the East Pensacola Heights side of the bayou, right there at the foot of the bridge. Um, so it's a boat launch, but there's also a dock uh, there that's been in disrepair. And you know, it's we're just trying to continue the theme of 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 taking care of the things that we have, you know, and and that being priority one. And um, you know, we'll build more new stuff as as the need arises, but we've got to take care of the stuff that we have, and so. You know, we we promise some you know our citizens a boat a launch and and to have a dock and, and we should you know take care of those things. So, um, so yeah, we're 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 trying to get that done and actually try to get that done as 
soon as the start of boat season as possible. And, and by the way, you got kudos from, I think it was Jen Brer who was making the comment, but you know that uh, the city is being even more aggressive about doing appropriate maintenance because that's one of the things that I've always uh, observed here in Pensacola is, you know, we put a lot of things out there that we build and then we kind of like, hope that we're not here in 30 years, you know, when we have to do the, the replacement. But the maintenance is really the key to all of this stuff and keeping that cost in mind when we first put it in place. You know, it's going to cost us 300000 a day and 10000 a year to maintain right. and a budget for the replacement, right? Those That's how a business, that's how a government should be run like a business, right? It, well, I was going to say, that's a, exactly what I was going to say. When you're in business, what you realize is, you know, buy, buying you know, shiny new things is great, but but what what does the customer see? And 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 so it's easy for me to prioritize maintenance because in my past life, um, that's what we did. We know that what the customer sees, what the taxpayer sees, can affect their experience about living here and and visitors. It affects and say, hey, do they care about this city or do they not? And so it it makes it super easy for me to prioritize that because I realize the value. Maybe they don't send me an email. Maybe they don't call Andrew McKay and complain. Yeah. But but what do they tell their friends when they go home? You know, and what do they tell their uh, their neighbors? And and so I mean, it's got to be a priority for us. And and I'm really proud of our team, Public Works, Parks and Rec, um, for for picking the ball up and, and really getting a lot of these things done. Yeah, and you know, it just kind of occurs to me in hearing you talk about this that look, if you put three hundred thousand dollars into a brand new play structure at a park, people are excited about that. Um, but they're they're going to be happy as long as you keep the uh, the thirty at ten grand a year maintenance. As long as you keep them in good shape, nobody's going to sit there and think, "God, I can't believe we don't have that new exciting one." But they will notice the dilapidated thirty, <laughs> you know. And so maintenance is a good way to is a good way to keep people happy, right? Absolutely, Councilwoman Brayer and I have actually even had the same conversation, which is we don't have to do the three hundred thousand dollar. Why don't we do a really cool? Fifty or sixty thousand dollar thing that has its own character to the park, and it's not maybe the same, you know, playground set over right. and over at ninety-four different parks. Um, you know, it's something cool, something less expensive, and something easier to maintain. Right. We wouldn't get any complaints for that. You know, so everybody would be um, happy. So that no, is, those, are, those are those opportunities we're looking for to make sure we can maintain. I'm I'm in support of that uh, change in orientation. All right, a, a quick lightning round. When you're operating on the computer and you have a, like, say, a Word document or your browser window, is it maximized for the whole screen, or do you have several minimized ones that you can slide around and toggle between anytime you want? Um, they, they are not full screen. Um, My man. But then I'm not good enough. I always just have to minimize and maximize. So, you know, I'm, I'm always just looking for them on the bottom bar somewhere. But, I got gotcha. you. Yes, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a small screen. Uh, paper or digital calendar or both or more than the above? Uh, it has to be digital calendar now. I used to be paper. All digital, definitely. And uh, do you like dogs who slobber? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, from afar. I will pet your dog. It's good to get somebody else's. And last one, there's an interesting story out today about uh, a service that you can pay them to craft for you a more beautiful, elegant, and impressive signature, if your signature is ugly. Is D.C. Reeves' signature ugly or beautiful? Uh, it's not great. You know, I mean, you can make out the DCR, you know, the, the initials in my name are very helpful for you to identify. But, um, yeah, it could use some work. I could you know, send me that uh, phone number or sponsored uh, <laughs> link on Instagram where you saw that. Very good. Mayor D.C. Reeves is at the FPL conference in Sandestin this morning. Mayor, we'll look forward to seeing you back here next week, and we'll talk to you, obviously, then. Thank you so much for the time.
Oh, we just lost him again. That phone connection's crazy. Anyway, 753 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, Call Benakis and Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. It's Sunbelt Basketball Tournament Week. Stop by the Bay Center for FanFest before the men's quarterfinal games for food, music, and games for all ages. The free event is Saturday from 1 till 4. Next Tuesday, the 7th, join the Pensacola Beach Chamber for their March Business After Hours event at the Frisky Dolphin from 5.30 till 7 for food, drinks, and plenty of business networking. PensacolaBeachChamber.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. From county commissioner meetings to the blues, Andrew covers it all on your morning drive on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Sorry, Charlie. Only good tasting tuna get to be star kissed. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Good to have you with us. A uh, little throwback, Starkist Dad. You know, happy Aww. days. See, remind, remind you of your yeah. youth. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. Go ahead, Candy. All right. And Ryan, thanks again for calling in this morning. It looks like a single lane traffic on Lillian again between Blue Angel and 98. Beautiful view, but stop and go as they work on that road shoulder. Says they're almost done. 98 East is backed up east of the Navarre Bridge. That's starting to congest uh, the junction at, at 87. Michigan and Esperanto. This is north of Mobile Highway showing a roadblock sort of near the Publix, but uh, certainly east of it. And 98 showing a blockage from Dog Track to Bower this morning as well, just as you're about to get on to Lillian. So Man, traffic tips. Text 437-1620. We need them. News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Now into the newsroom, uh, David Wayne's got our headlines. David? New mortgage applications are down. The Mortgage Bankers Association says applications to buy a home fell by 6% last week. 
That drop coming as the 30-year fixed rate crossed the 6.7% mark. Uh, Rising rates also kept refinancers away. SNAP benefits being cut nationwide. Over 40 million Americans participate in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, uh, which helps low-income families with grocery costs. Uh, The benefits had been increased during the COVID pandemic. Now, those emergency allotments stopped in Florida in 2021, but uh, they were still being provided in Alabama and 34 other states. Those will be ending today. And Target's chief financial officer says organized retail crime cost the retailer hundreds of millions of dollars in loss profits last year. CFO Michael Fidelke uh, says that inventory shrinkage is uh, fueled by organized retail crime. He says those losses are likely to uh, challenge Target's bottom line this year. That's something we've been seeing from a lot of retail yeah, stores. Yeah, man, for sure. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. It, you know, if you're in your like 40s and 50s, okay, maybe 60s, uh, and your parents therefore are in their, you know, 60s, 70s, maybe pushing 80s, you may be at some point or maybe already have noticed that uh, they're changing. Okay, uh, their cognitive abilities might have shifted. Their memory might be failing a little bit. They might be having trouble doing what they call activities of daily living, which is grooming, toileting, bathing, dressing, cooking, cleaning. You might be helping them with this stuff, and you might be getting to be too much. Listen, that's the time when you want to get professional help for them, so they can live independently at assisted living and also get the help that they need. And I know that can be a little bit of a scary thing to think about, but it's not. That's really doing what's best for them. My friend John Horton, he's got a company called Assisted Living Locators. No charge to use them. He will help you figure out what is right for your loved ones, especially if there are dementia issues involved. That's certainly something he can help with. 712-0887 or check him out online at assistedlivinglocators.com.